This is Tim Zhu. I'm Sky Nicholson. It's me, Anderson Silva. This is Jeff Benning. This is Showtime. Sean Porter. Hey, this is Eddie Hearn. G'day, this is Jason Maloney. Hey, I'm Nikita Zhu. This is Shotgun Tandekon. This is Liam Pyro. On the Punch Podcast. Uh, bring it in. Episode 48, the Punch Podcast with Javen Starts for you now. Got an exciting fighter to get on today. Looking forward to this. A 5-0 pro. Big career ahead of him. I'm talking about the one and only Hass Hamden. The son of the great Nader Hamden, trained by Hall of Famer Jeff Fennick. So you know that all of the pedigree around this guy is very, very good. And uh, all the recipes are there for a very successful career. And so far, so good. As I said, 5-0, 1KO, and ready to go again. On the undercard of Tim Zoo Carlos Acampo. This is happening not too far away on the Gold Coast, June 18, as Tim rolls the dice once again in that lead-up to Undisputed to Jamel Charlo, which... A little bit of an update in the last couple of weeks anyway. There's been a deadline put on that for Jamel and he must fight before September 30 or has to vacate his belt. So this is going to be a big one for Tim. And look, a roll of the dice he didn't have to make, but as we know, Tim Zoo likes to live on the edge and uh, to even make things a little bit more difficult for him this time, he is facing the number one rated Mexican super welterweight. So look, the guy's not just some boxer, he is a stone-cold killer and also is coming off a loss to another uh, interim world title holder himself, Sebastian Fandora. So look, he does fight around that top level and he'll be ready to go, no doubt, on the Gold Coast and really try and mess up Tim's plans for the Undisputed. And uh, look, if you've been following the news lately, you will know that Tim also got attacked by a dog as well. So to make things a little bit harder, he's going to be uh, stitched up, ready to go, and uh, hopefully all good for that night. But as far as we know, as of right now, things are looking great. I've seen on his socials his touchdown in the Gold Coast in a very lavish waterfront property as a world champion should. But look, it's going to be one hell of a night. Officially sold out, so uh, you will have to get the pay-per-view if you haven't got a ticket, which you can do at main event and through KO Sports as well. So all that info at nolimitboxing.com.au. One hell of a card. You're going to see Sam Goodman on there as well with a world title eliminator. Uh, some great prospects in Vegas Larfield. Rocky Ogden both on there. And as we know, Hass Hamden will be fighting for the Australian Super lightweight title against Justin Frost. Justin Frost is 13-2, and two, has Hamden, as we've said, 5-0. and oh. It's going to be one hell of a fight. Now, I've got a lot to chat to this guy about because I know Hass has had lunch at Mike Tyson's house and we're bringing that up for sure. Uh, he's also got a very, very, very famous trainer. Plus, he's also got a very dangerous fighter in his father who had one hell of a career and has done it all in not only Australian boxing, world boxing so i can't wait to get into all of that as well and uh bring him in let's do it the punch podcast with has hamden let's fire it up hello has you got a big ass fight coming up pretty soon it's huge um it's a big step up for me and uh, i just can't wait to um show australia that i belong on this stage you're currently 5-0, but right across your entire division, it's a very competitive, very active, and very high-performing division, isn't it, that 140-pound? And even more so when you get to that international top, top level. It's some big names. Um, there's a lot of talent. There's Liam Paro fighting. There's Stevie Spark. There's all these guys fighting overseas. And um, I know Justin Frost is in my way of getting there, and that's where I, exactly where I want to be. So um, it's, a, it's a big division, and, and uh, there's some big dogs there, but I, I know definitely I do belong up there with, with these guys. Yeah, well, this one's for the uh, Australasian Super Light, which is going to be great. Ten rounds, too. Is it your first ten-rounder you, uh, as a pro? Uh, yeah, it is my first ten-rounder. Yeah, how's uh, how's the training going just to get those extra uh, minutes under the belt? Oh, look, it's not an easy, It's nothing I haven't done before with, with Jeff, and I don't think I've ever or you've ever seen an unfit Jeff Fennick fighter. We're prepared to go the distance at, you know, 
any stage and, and, and we're staying ready all year round. So this is, I've done 10 rounds a million times. Just the only difference now is it's in front of a whole bunch of people and, and um, that's it. I just get to do it in front of everyone. So it's cool. Yeah. Well, you had the uh, the knockout on your first fight. Since then, the last four have gone the distance. So uh, is it every like sixth fight's a knockout? Is that what you're planning? <laughs> yeah. look, 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 we want to um, end the next fight on a knockout. Yeah, that's definitely what we want. We come prepared to go the distance. If it comes, it comes. Um, I think I, I won by KO my first fight. I fought at uh, junior middleweight, so I think maybe when I have a bit more meat on me, I'll, I'll pack a bit, bit of power. But um, the knockout, if it comes, it comes. If not, I'm prepared to go 12, 10, 15, whatever rounds. So it, I'm, I'm not far whatsoever. Is 140 where you want to stay and build your career in this division? I mean, you started as we've spoken about at Super World of Weight, so you have been around a few. You are growing as everyone sort of does but is this where you want to find home well come from amateurs you have a same day weigh-in stuff and your first fight you want to just see where you're at you don't want to have the hardest weight cut ever and then every fight after that i, I went down and i'm i found a home here at 140 and, and I'm, I'm real happy here you know i i think my last fight was at a catch rate of 64 and a half i could have made the extra kilo but the other the opponent didn't want it to be for the australian title which i'm fighting for now was vacant at the time so I said, I'm not going to make championship weight if it's not for the title. So um, 140 is beautiful. I even maybe look at 135 maybe down the line. There's another bloody stacked division for you as well. Even the sport in general, I think you, you can almost argue and build a case for every division at the moment. The 140 is good because it's like got four different champions at the moment anyway. So it's looked like you've got a chance to... There's some, there's some uh, real, real guns in, in this division. Even 135, there's... A bunch of guys that can move up. There's lots of weights that are coming down. So there's this fight range. I guess this weight class is um it's pretty stacked and and it's exciting. You know, it's gonna be good. And uh, obviously this time you're on the Gold Coast, which means uh, after you get the W, then you can just get lit on the strip. Cavalav, look out! Here comes uh, Hamden and the <laughs> Team Fennec. All, all, all I'm looking to do is get a kebab and and a, and a Big Mac or something like that, and just celebrate with, with my with, with my um my team that's come over with me. So. I don't think there's any um any partying or anything like that, but but definitely a lot of food. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be good. Well, obviously, as you did bring up at, at the start of it, you are uh, in Team Fennec, and like you said, there's a not many unfit Team Fennec fighters ever. So uh, look, you are uh, how has training been going with Jeff, and and what's it like to I guess have him in your corner? Obviously, someone for yourself, especially with your dad as well, who's probably I'd assume have been around your life forever. Oh, you know, obviously having Jeff and my dad has been to the heights that I only dreamed to ever go to. Um, it's just a blessing, honestly, for me. And that makes the goal kind of more believable and achievable for me in a sense where I know, like, they know exactly what to do. They tell me all I've got to do is listen. So I have the perfect team around me uh, to go all the way, I believe. And um, we're getting the best sparring we can. We just sparred uh, Yusuf Dib, who's, who held this title previously. He, he released it. So we're, we're doing everything we can, honestly. And, and you know, if, if God forbid I lose, I can't say that one thing went wrong this camp and, and um, I won't be losing. So so that's out of the question anyway. Well, look, um, Jeff's also been pretty good at doing some pre-fight pump-up speeches just before your ring walk. I've seen some footage of you being on the receiving end of one of those. Uh, what's it like? What does he say? And how does it help you? Not many trainers know how it feels to, to be a fighter before a fight. Like... A lot of trainers have never put on a pair of gloves on before, the, like, you know. So Jeff actually knows what a fighter will go through prior to a fight, after a fight, during camp, all the rest of it. So I feel like he knows exactly what to say and what's needed. And um, and he knows his fighters more than anyone, you know. So 
I've known him for a long time. There's photos of him holding me as a baby, so he knows me real well and knows exactly what to say to get into here and um to get me to listen and and he's always um got words of just uh motivation. He could make you believe that you could do anything at any time, and and that, that's what I love so much about him. Yeah, and the good thing is too, on top of Jeff, you've also usually got your father there as well, the great Nader Hamden, um, one of the great Aussie fighters. And uh, look, sometimes even after the fight, he might also get involved too, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, that, that's that's um, look, my old man is a an Aussie legend, someone I really look up to, and and that's not a he just defended his boy, you know, and, yeah. and if anyone. You know, anyone would ever do that, I feel. And um, so I've seen the comments on Facebook saying, ah, oh, you know, ruining the sport and all this type of stuff. But if anyone knows my dad personally, they'll know he's a gentleman and, and he's just sticking up for his boy. Who It would have been a roller coaster of emotions for my dad having myself come off the canvas in the first round and then come back, win the way I did, which was good. And, and um, yeah, you know, so <laughs> it was a good, interesting night. That. I remember watching it. Uh, I was on the couch for this one. I wasn't at the fight. I was um, at one of your last ones, though, but not this one in particular. But I remember seeing him sort of go across the ring, and I was like, could you imagine that cornerman who would have probably felt a little tough for a sec and then saw your dad just come charging? I'm like, who? Oh. <laughs> but I've seen, I've seen that trainer since, and, yeah. and um, my opponent's teammates, and we've all shook hands yeah. and stuff since. So there's no bad blood or anything like that. It's just I understand these things happen. Um, everyone wants their fighter to win, and and um, I've always told them if they want a rematch, we're going ten rounds this time. So they they've not come back with that. So that's fine. I'm moving on to better things. Yeah, with your old man as a fighter, did you grow up ringside? Was your life around the sport much yeah, like yeah, Nikita and Tim? I used to like watch my dad spar Danny Green and Sakio Bika and all these guys, you know. And um, Jeff was training all of them at the time, which was cool. And it was very interesting being around. And I always knew what I wanted to do, but dad never let me so i started late i started at like 19 years old which was if you ask anybody most world champions have about 150 plus amateur fights at that period of time in their life and um we've started a bit late but we don't mind catching up we don't mind playing catch up yeah does that mean you'll be busy to try and get uh, get a few under the belt i was supposed to fight uh on the zoo card versus harrison last there's a bit of complications there with opponents and stuff and um i've just waited patiently for for a show to come up and then this came up and I've, I've trained my ass off for the last, I've been active, I've been ready to go for the last maybe eight weeks. So this camp's lasted a couple of months now and, and I'm real happy with the way it's going. I want to be as active as, as possible. And, and once I win this Aussie title, we want to just, I'm happy to fight every every couple of months. I'm, I'm happy to fight as soon as, as soon as I can. Stay ready, as they all do. That's what we do. We're always in the gym. So Je- Jeff like, kind of always brings up the uh, Jeff, a Harding victory where he got called up late, beat uh, Dennis Andres on a, I think that's his name, on a world title, for a world title shot. And two weeks notice, as everyone knows, it's very hard to, to go to a champion's backyard and beat him. But he, he got it done because he was ready, he was fit, and he was always active. So, yeah. And you also never know, especially in this business where the call's going to come from, all of a sudden you're doing some stuff with no limit and then next minute there's some... Um fight that's just popped up and and someone's pulled out and they can fit you in here and eddie hearns called up and said we need someone for this and then boom and we saw dara foley recently go over to the uk yeah, and, and get a victory lot. yeah changes a whole lot just uh, i think liam power i believe stepped, stepped out of that one through mm. injury and he took one man's trash is another's treasure and, and he stepped up and he, and he got the job done which is a perfect example of staying ready at all times paying off and i remember i would be over 10 years ago now my dad was just cooking barbecue in the back with us and he gets a phone call from someone and I remember he just froze for a second and he goes, how much? And I knew straight away he got off for the fight. 
then basically they've offered him a fight uh, in nine days or something in Germany for the WBO world title. Yeah. And he took it, so staying ready pays off always. Did he uh, end up having the barbie or he started cutting weight there and then? Oh, I think he got up straight away. <laughs> went, went seen his trainer straight away. They didn't stop me from having a butt. <laughs> I'll take the uh, I'll take the T burn that you had your eyes on, thanks, mate. But um, love it. Well, that was it. like that growing up with your dad, obviously as a fighter and yourself fighting around. Obviously, he was on a lot of costumes, undercards, and stuff like that. Were you and Tim growing up together in the same circles? I'm assuming that's how it probably would have went. No, no, I knew I knew Tim and Nikita were they were really outstanding amateurs, uh, and myself not having ever fought or anything. I remember watching them spar at, at, at our old zoo's gym in Rockdale and um, I knew who they were and there was no surprise seeing Tim come up and uh, now Nikita and stuff and they're always destined to do great things in this sport. Was it a surprise to see Nikita come back to be a pro? No, it wasn't. I thought it was just a matter of time. Yeah, right. Um, I remember watching him uh, young. I've seen a few videos of him and stuff and um, I went to school with actually one of his old sparring partners. His name was Ned Kane who, who, who looked after me in school. He was a bit older than me and used to show me videos of him sparring Nikita and stuff. So he, Nikita's a gun from young. So they're doing great things in the sport. And, and um, let's hope we can get an Aussie clean sweep. Well, a New South Wales clean sweep in, uh, in Queensland. Myself, Sammy Goodman and Tinzu. <laughs> oh, we need that. That'd be great. Sure. I was actually only thinking the other day, and don't think I'm not going to pitch this to George Rose, who's probably thought about this anyway, because he is uh, a great businessman. But I was thinking uh, for the halftime for Origin, having, say, like the equivalent of a Hodges and a Gallon for three rounds or something like that at Origin. Could you imagine that in the middle of Suncorp? <laughs> It'd be funny. That would be funny. Yeah. Those boys, Gallon's done great things for boxing, so I could never never bag him out. I, I, I don't really like those YouTuber guys, but Gallon's done great things for, for Aussie boxing. He's given myself a platform to, to perform off, I think I fought, on his undercard in uh, Newcastle. So that guy's done great things for Aussie boxing. It's funny because I do go back and look at some of the events like on BoxRec or whatever else that from some of his earlier fights. or And you, it's funny what names you see that it might be like 4-0 or 5-0 and o like yourself now, like you are on a Tim's card. And in, in two years or something next minute, it's your card with some other younger guy. And you're like, yeah. Christ. The, it's real funny. Like I remember I've I uh, done some rounds with Lenny Zappa Vineyard recently, uh, maybe about a year ago now. And I'm um, growing up in the gym with my dad. Lenny was a young guy in the gym. And we were all just a little shit. But I used to just remember seeing the guys. Lenny had a little rat's tail and stuff. So Lenny was a young boy. And, and then just recently when I started, I was the young boy. Lenny was, was the older guy. So it's, it's real funny how things uh, end up. Yeah, that's crazy. So I find it cool. It's cool, you know. It's good, it's good seeing um, having these guys around and stuff, 100%. Yeah, I think it was um, when your dad fought Mundine. I think I saw in the undercard both Maloney's and Tim's second fight potentially. Like there was, I think when um when my dad, it was I remember um, no, it was Monday and Green. Green, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mundine, my dad fought. He shared the the dressing room with Tim. Yeah, and Tim and my dad actually had done rounds. I think in the lead up to that fight. So um yeah, Tim's a great kid with a big future ahead of him. Massive. So what's the uh, what's the plan for Team Hamden here? Like you, we have spoken about how busy you are, but look, hopefully we can move to six and zero at this next fight in the Gold Coast, not too far away. And then, and then what? Obviously, we want to look at you've got you'll have the Australasian title. We maybe want Pan Pacific Oceanas or yeah. I spoke to Dad about it, and, and um, I don't really care to. I want to win this belt. Obviously, this is the main thing on my on my mind right now. But um, 
I want to win regional belts. I want to get myself rated. I want to get myself in the rankings. I want to bring big fights to Australia. I see what guys like Tim are doing and Sam Goodman and all these guys are doing great things. Liam Parra, they're all doing good things in, in the sport. Uh, they're bringing international opponents here and stuff. And uh, why not make myself the household name as well like them? I feel like my last fight was the fight of the night on the on the gallon card. And I know this fight's going to be no different. I, I come to fight. Justin Frost comes to fight. And um, we'll see who gets the better of, of who. Be nice. It'd be nice to see a big Queensland KO as a staunch love, New South Welshman. I think I, I might have to wear my, my Sky Blues jersey. We didn't do too good the other night, so I'm, I'm pretty ashamed of it. Too. <laughs> <laughs> Just go find the best players one and put that on, and maybe, um, uh, yeah, hopefully, well, well, game two. That's the game. Did you worry for a sec that this fight might have been off with the dog bite with Tim or anything like that? How'd you get that news? Um, well, I got I actually got attacked by a dog not long ago as well. Oh, um, shit. It would have been maybe three, four months ago I got bit by a dog on my leg whilst running and I screamed at the owner and I kept going because I was just in the zone for running and I didn't really feel what it did to me. Um, and then after the run, I lift my lift my shorts up and I've got a big dog bite there and I had to go to the hospital, get a tetanus shot and I don't think it was as bad as Tim's, but I do remember getting very sick after. So I was a bit scared and I called Jeff straight around and I go, Tim got bit by a dog, I think we're all. <laughs> and... Um, he goes, I'll call you back, I'll call you right back. And then he ended up calling me 10 minutes later and told me it's all good and stuff. So I know Tim's got to have to have something really bad happen to him for him to pull out. I know the type of competitor he is. So mm. um, thanks, Tim, for not pulling out <laughs> and keeping the show going. Because I'm, I'm in the best shape of my life. So it would have been very <laughs> disappointing to see um, the show cancelled or and postponed. Or, or, yeah, officially yeah, a sellout as well. So uh, you got a packed Gold Coast Convention Centre awaiting uh, your 6-0 and victory, which is going to be great. I can't wait. Um, and being in the champions' home hometown as well, I mm. feel like um, gives me a bit of a uh, extra fuel just to keep me going and stuff. I I love proving people wrong, and and I know all these people will be there, and it's all respectful between us. But um, I know there's only gonna be one winner that night, and it's not him. <laughs> well, maybe you can uh, you can be the dog that bites him too, and you can you can be the pit bull and just <laughs> get in there like he's maybe not arm. a bite, but, but, Maybe not a bite, but I, I do, I do, I do want to put him down. I, I want to put him away. With respect, I, I do want to put him away. Yeah, well, that's the go. And look, you've had some amazing fights, and look, this, the card has got some great fights. Unfortunately, we lost uh, Liam Wilson on the card because he's another one that would have been great to see. His, although it was a defeat in our eyes, had a good win in the US recently. Like his stock went it was up. A long count. It was a long count. Absolutely, but it is what it is. Box, box. That's. Kind of going to the champions' backyard and, and winning is, is sort of impossible these days. So um, yeah. Liam's done real great for himself, represented Australia well, and, and um, no doubt in my mind he'll go on to do better things in the sport. Wasn't that half your dad's problem with you going pro about some of the shiftiness that can go on in the sport? Yeah, well, there's things still going on these days when I tell my dad what's happening. He goes, I told you. I told you. But I go, Dad, look, I'd rather be doing this than anything else, you know, I'd I used to work as a tradesman. I used to hate going to work every day. So for me, I'm living my dream. I've done things that many people have never done before. I've had lunch with Mike Tyson at his own house. I've <laughs> done, you know, so I've, I've met some guys I really look up to, and and um, there's plenty more memories to make and and things to do. So um, I'm only early in my career, and I've done so much already. So. I'm really interested to see where, where things go. If you think you're getting off the hook without telling me the story about lunch at Mike Tyson's house, you're very wrong. I know a lot of Jeff's fighters get to meet him. I know Brock has. Billy Dibbs met him, obviously, through yeah. Jeff. And 
yourself, obviously. My dad's made his photos of, of everybody with Jeff and my dad, uh, Jeff and Tyson, sorry. And uh, um, I sometimes walk into Jeff's house and he's on the phone to my. So it's it's real like, oh, like, you know, you get uh, a bit starstruck, even just hearing his voice. And, and um, he's a real down-to-earth guy, a real nice guy. And, and um, it's funny, he remembered my dad. And I, I got to FaceTime my dad and he, and he it was real, you know, my dad was real happy with, with that. There is an episode back in this podcast where Jeff tells a story about the first time Mike Tyson met him at a convention and, oh, God, it was uh, it's one hell of a story. He was standing with Roberto Duran and then um, I think um, Mike came in and was, Jeff Fanick, Jeff Fanick, I'm here, my favourite fighter. <laughs> and all this stuff. But uh, for anyone listening, scroll back and listen. And um, I've seen, yeah, Mike's, Mike's definitely said that Jeff's his favourite fighter. I've, I've seen that. And, and um, that the respect that they have for each other is, is admirable. It's... um. They really, they really do love each other, and and no matter how long they don't get to see each other for, when they do get together, it's like they've never left each other. So um, I, I guess they're like family uh, now. Did you go to the Vegas house or the one I think when Brock when it was like Newport potentially or something on that's the? It. That's where I was. Yeah. 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 I was with Brock as well when when he had gone. In. Yeah. Were you guys walking behind Jeff, just knocking each other, going, "Oi, look at this." Yeah. Check, well, check. you know what we waited. We were, we were waiting in like Mike's living room, so his wife come out and go. He's doing something upstairs. He's filming something. So um, just wait here. Yeah. And I look at Brock and I'm like, "Bro, we have Mike's here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was it was funny as you just see like photos of him on the wall and just a normal house, nothing flashy, nothing just as normal as anyone. And and um, when he come down the stairs, I couldn't believe it. I actually couldn't believe um, I was I was about to spend the next couple of hours with him. Yeah, that's unreal. And that changes it too for like, I know obviously fighters have a drive and that's why you do it, but seeing stuff like that as well would just like propel you. I guess like they say with people when they win world titles, they get better. Just I reckon being around that sort of stuff, I'd be the same. That's the same like just being around Jeff. Just, yeah. We go into his man cave downstairs and I'll see all these belts. I'll see a whole, there's a collage of pictures just of people he's met, all the champions he's been with. And I go, look, there's there's nothing in the world I'd rather be doing and, and there's no other team I'd rather be doing it with. So it is. It's Sometimes you've got to pinch yourself and, and, and think, you know, I think it's a dream or whatever, but I'll do it. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Well, we look forward to the Hass Hampton Man Cave getting just as many. Uh, <laughs> blinging that out. Uh, that, that'll come soon. That'll come soon. <laughs> I love it. We'll love it. Appreciate your time today. Good luck in the Gold Coast. Go get the W. And uh, again, uh, thanks for stopping by and having a chat. It's always good to chat to people like yourself, kicking ass in the sport. And I can't wait to, to have our follow-up podcast and I'll have my belt on this shoulder already. So I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> That's the one that we want. I like it. Thanks, Hass Hamden. I'll see you at the Gold Coast Convention Centre June 18. Don't be a stranger. I'll see you up of there. Of course, man. I'll see you soon. Thanks, champion. There he goes, Hass Hamden. You can check him out on Instagram. Hass Hamden is his Instagram. H-A-S-S-H-A-M-D-A-N. So jump on there. Give him a follow. And uh, look, the great thing about getting fighters on with a 5-0 record is that you can hear these. Give them a follow. And when they're like... 18 and 0, 20 and 0, winning world titles. You go, I remember listening to that podcast when they were just a 5 and 0 fighter. How good. You've been there from the start. So, uh, yeah, give him a follow. And also make sure you do grab that pay per view for Tim Zoo, Carlos Acampo, June 18. Uh, as we said at the start, sold out on the Gold Coast. So, nobody else getting in. I did hear George Rose ask to try and get some more seats from Tom Tate, the uh, mayor of the GC. So, we'll see what happens there. But uh, as it stands now, sold out. It is going to be one hell of a show. If you've ever seen a no limit show you know they do it better than anyone and it is hell 
entertainment. So uh, make sure you do jump on there and grab that pay-per-view. You can do that at uh, nolimitboxing.com.au and obviously the main event KO pages as well. So uh, Sunday, June 18, the interim WBO Super World Away World title. It's back. Tim Zhu walking back out of there with the belt, I have no doubt, but it's going to be one hell of a show. And I think it's going to be one hell of a performance for Tim Zhu this time around as well. I mean, he did that over Tony Harrison, but I've got a weird feeling about this one. It might end pretty early, but we'll see how we go because uh, Carlos Acampo, as we also said, is no schmuck. He is the number one rated Super World away in all of Mexico, so he'll be coming to the Gold Coast, not for just a, uh, a spray tan and a kebab and a night at Melba's. He will be coming here to grab a world title while he's here, all right? So it's going to be one hell of a show. Don't miss it. Go grab the pay-per-view. I'm going to be chatting with another fighter off that card in the next episode. Uh, all to be revealed. So don't go anywhere, subscribe, send it to a friend and uh, yeah, follow these fighters because their careers from you and your help and you're listening to this podcast and everything we do that goes around in circles helps everyone out. So uh, if you could leave a review or a comment on the Apple podcast platform as well, that'd be a huge help. That is the Punch Podcast done for today. I will see you next time. My name is Jabin and I'm out of here. (laughs) 